0: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Guided Souls. I'm your host and spiritual bestie, Katie. You may know me as Guided Soul Katie on TikTok, and I'm so excited to be starting this podcast and going on this journey with you. If you are like me and you enjoy spiritual TikTok and following. Spiritual content creators. You're really going to love this podcast. I have so many amazing guests lined up, and you may even recognize some of them. For this week's episode, I had the honor of interviewing Brooke Bullock, and she is the host of Let That Shit Grow, uh, which is also a podcast. And I was on her podcast last week, and it actually gave me just the nudge that I needed to start mine. So it was only fitting that she was here with me for my first episode. Brooke is someone who is really inspiring to me and her podcast is all about her journey through uh spirituality and waking up to spirituality as she phrases it, which I absolutely love and for anyone who is at the beginning of their spiritual journey or really anywhere in your spiritual journey where you're trying to navigate you know, your past life that you had, so to speak, here on earth and going through this awakening and all of the different changes that that brings. It's a really beautiful description of her going through that. And I find myself relating to so many things that she says, and she articulates it in such a way that I think a lot of people resonate with. So go check out, Let That Shit Grow. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, and I hope you enjoy this interview with her. Brooke, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the pod. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you and recording with you for your own podcast. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) You're doing it, girl. You're doing it. (laughs) I was thinking about it. Was it just one week ago that we recorded for yours?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That like
1: we feels are connected
0: cra- now. <laughs> yes. That feels crazy. I feel like so much has happened in a week. Um, so everyone, if you have not listened to Let That Shit Grow, go listen to it now. You yes. can use my episode as a little teaser and then binge the whole thing. But I have had this um, you know, pulling towards starting a podcast since August. I have not pulled the trigger on it. And just in the past week, yeah, it's a while to sit with that, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Just in the past week. So I was on yours and then like the next day spirits like, okay, we're doing this. So I reached out to you to record and here we are. So never underestimate the power that one decision, one event, one week can make.
1: Exactly. No, I totally agree with that. All it takes is like one little bit of some type of exposure or like one experience to like open up that thought that you've been needing validated or just like the little push, the little shove into that direction. And next thing you're doing it, it's the weirdest thing. Just one little experience can like really push you into the direction you need to go to.
0: I know. And one thing that I struggled with, I've actually recorded the first episode of my podcast a couple times. And every single time I get done, I'm like, nope, that's not it. (laughs) And I- I realized I have this fear of the first episode. So thank you for being on my first episode oh, with me. This is my this first is episode. an honor. It's
1: an honor. And I get it because, and like, one of the things I struggle with is hearing myself back. You know, like when you hear your own voice, sometimes it's like, Oh wow, that's weird. You know? And it's kind of an odd, an out of body experience, but I get that when you start recording, one of those things I've noticed too, is I get channels for topics and I'll start talking about a topic and it's not it's just not flowing the way I want it to flow. It feels forced at some point. And I just think, okay, this is when I need to call in reinforcement. This is when I need to have someone else come on the podcast with me and talk about these things, because this isn't just my journey. I need to put the perspective out there for it. it's Someone else's journey that's supposed to be on this podcast with me exposing this topic. And so I'm, re- I'm starting to realize that too. There's just some talk- topics you just can't talk about alone. You kind of yes. need another. perspective to join
0: in. Yeah. And I have, I have struggled my whole life with wanting to uh, do things on my own, not because I don't like collaborating, but I feel like I'm burdening people if I ask them for help. And one thing that spirit has really been driving home for me lately is this feeling of community. And they're showing me like, I was trying to stand on this mountaintop by myself and I could not get there. And I meant to be standing on this mountaintop surrounded by other people. So when I listened back to um, our episode on your podcast, I realized there's something that comes alive in me. There's a different type of energy when I'm talking to someone versus just doing it myself. And that was kind of like an aha moment that was missing for me. And I just kind of had to have faith that people would want to come on this podcast and want to talk about things. I'm like, okay, we're doing it. So (laughs) thank you for asking me to be on yours and helping me start this journey.
1: Absolutely. It is a privilege and honor. And again, like I can resonate the community aspect too, because that is something I'm always fighting for. I think when I do this, I'm, I'm forcing myself in times I don't feel, um, or I guess when I feel a little bit of fear creep in kind of what we talked about on our episode earlier together, like the, um, the energetic, no kind of thing. Um, but I always get this little bit of a fear and then it's like, no, when I do this and I put myself out there and I speak my, my authentic authentic self out there. I'm connecting with a community somewhere Mm -hmm. and it draws in these people that are part of that community. And next thing you know, it's, I take a look around. It's like, wow, if I didn't start this podcast, I never would have connected with you. I never would have connected with other people. And it's, it's really crazy how, when you do that and you put yourself in alignment and speak your truth and the people you want to surround yourself just start coming out of the woodwork. that you never would have thought would come out of the woodworks.
0: I know it's incredible. And I, I've never been a part of something, you know, before being on TikTok to where I'm I'm connecting with people all over the world. And it's just broadened my horizon so much. We live on opposite ends of the country. We live in, you know, different types of towns. So the fact that we're able to come together and connect in this way would have never happened without mm-hmm. social media, podcasts, all the things. So
1: yeah. And that's one thing with social media. It's like, I get it people want to put down social media and it can be used in a negative way, but I was just channeling this this morning. So it's funny that you mentioned that. I just started thinking how social media can be, be used in so many beautiful ways. And this is one of them. And just like what were the messages we're trying to put out there for people is light and healing. And when you choose just to see that you realize social media, isn't this bad, toxic thing, as long as you keep yourself in alignment and follow the right people and listen to the right people. And like, what connects you to whatever you're connected to. But yeah, I think there's just some people who look at it as like this daunting thing in our world. It's like, but if you use it in the right, right way, you it connects you to people you never would have met. Yeah. Absolutely. It can be such a cool thing. It's a cool yeah. experience.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that perspective. Um, And, and kind of switching gears to your podcast, which I have been binging by the way. So everyone, go listen to let that shit grow right now. Run, don't walk. It's incredible. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: We have, I think we have similar journeys in a lot of ways, but the timing that we choose to do things and share and the way that we share has been a little bit different. And one thing that I have really admired and feel inspired by with your podcast is a lot of people wait until they're on the other side of something to talk about it when they feel like, okay, I've conquered this. you know, I know what I'm talking about. And it feels like you were right in the middle of everything, discovering it and decided to start this podcast. And we can see your journey and your learning unfold as you're talking. And for me, it's not that I'm on the other side of it. I'm still learning and growing, but I can't tell you as definitively as you could articulate it, what it was like in that very early time. And so I'd love to hear from you more about your decision to start it when you did, when it feels like you were really in the thick of it in terms of learning and exploring.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate all of that. That's really validating for me to hear it from somebody because you don't always get that when you're putting yourself out there. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of a scary experience starting off because I always had this fear of what if I say the wrong thing? Because I am still trying to figure my journey out and figure out if this is the right way to explain this healing process to somebody. Am I really understanding what it's like to heal your inner child? Am I bringing up all the right points? To that? Am I missing something super important that I'm not putting out there for my listeners? And like shadow work and stuff like that. Am I bringing up the right things? And I realized that you can't do this the wrong way, you know, you can do this your way and speak your truth. This is my journey. And I'm putting it out there for people to understand that it is my journey and your journey could look a little bit different and that's okay. In that you know maybe you'll be able to get other perspectives from other guides and other healers but what I was struggling with when I first started my journey and it's kind of a weird situation because I feel like my journey started as a child but I didn't realize I was on the journey until I was an adult in this recent time so it was like awakening to this to this life that I realized I had been living but I wasn't aware I was living it and then realizing that there's something there speaking to me that i need to put this out there because somebody out there even if it's one person can resonate with it and i needed someone to resonate with and i was finding podcasts i could connect with that would help me on my journey and it did trigger some some healing in me but i was still struggling with that connection even in the phys- you know my reality here where i live and i even thought even if this reaches someone in my community maybe we can connect maybe they know i'm a safe person to come to and we can learn together and it did kind of un- Travel in that way. You know, I was finding people in my community that was resonating with my podcast, and I never would have thought they would. And they were just coming out of the woodworks. And then I realized I have to do this for myself because. Right now, I'm struggling with not having a community, Mm -hmm. not having like-minded people around me to help me on this journey. So if I just keep putting myself out there and just talk about what I'm going through, the right people are going to connect with me. And then this is going to eliminate all the other people who are not able and need to be on my life path. They're going to just, they're going to move along and they're going to go a different way. And that's totally fine. And it was like work I didn't even have to work for. I was just putting myself out there and those people people were eliminating themselves on their own naturally. So it was like process of elimination of people who I should have cut out of my life a long time ago. And in that recent time, maybe in friendships, relationships, whatever, those people were leaving. And when you release those things and you release and make space for more, you can replace that with the new energy. So these new people were coming in. I was able to put those people now in the right place in my life. And it wasn't overflowing my cup. It wasn't overflowing my energy. Everything was just kind of connecting. It was the weirdest thing. It all just flowed and all just aligned the way it was supposed to.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I always tell people if something or someone is crumbling away from your life, is leaving your life, let it Because the reason that it's going away is because there is something else or someone else that needs space in your life. So, you know, people talk about these tower moments in tarot, you know, when things Mm -hmm. just like you have a mental breakdown or something doesn't work out the way that you want it to. And I've gotten to the point when I have a tower moment and I'm like freaking out, there's a part of me that gets excited, even though I'm really sad and I'm crying. There's a little part of my brain that's like, oh, but the good thing is coming right after this. So I've learned to get excited about weird tower moments.
1: Girl, it is so crazy you said that. I did a um, a short video about tower moments on tarot on my Instagram page for the podcast a while back. And it is funny that you say that because a lot of people see that tower card and they're like oh my gosh, what does this mean? This looks horrible. This is negative. My life is about to fall apart. And I'm able, like you said now, to look forward to that tower moment. Like I need this to happen for the good to come in. So whatever this tower moment is, just let it happen, let it unfold because it's happening for a reason. So that's funny. Like you and I both look at that card as the same thing, but that's when you know you're starting to trust things a little bit better, starting to trust the universe a little bit more because you're able to surrender to the tower moment.
0: Right. And I I used to find that tower moments would last months for me because I wouldn't lean into them and I wouldn't want the change to occur and I wouldn't want the thing to crumble away. And earlier this year, as I really started going through this whole journey, it was speeding up to weeks And then days. And now it's to the point where I could have a tower moment that lasts a couple of hours and I just lean into it and I'm like, okay, we're letting this thing go. We're letting this thing crumble away. And I know that the good thing is right on the other side of it. So if you can, I always tell people, if you can lean into the uncomfortability, lean into not knowing and just try and relax into that feeling, you're going to get to the other side of it a lot faster
1: yeah it's kind of one of those things where people feel like if they're comfortable then they're in the right place if you're comfortable all the time that means you're not pushing yourself enough to get to the next phase you're supposed to be in and that's where that stagnant energy sits and dwells and like stirs up so when you start to feel that feeling of comfort and the stagnant energy there's something there that needs to happen And something you need to embrace and look more into to have even a tower moment. Sometimes you have to force your tower moments to happen, I feel like.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. Or you're you're just, you're so stagnant and you're like, okay, something's got to give. Tower moment, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um. Yeah. And I I think one thing that we really connect on is trying to work through our fear of being seen and putting ourselves out there, especially in a way that is so vulnerable and that allows a lot of room for judgment from people in our lives. If we're being totally honest, this is something Absolutely. that's like a little bit out there. And I, I, I mentioned on your podcast that after the first video I posted on TikTok that got really big, I had a mental breakdown, but what I didn't mention, I don't think is that I was also like praying to source on my knees, like, let it be anything else. I don't want to do this. I will do anything else. Please don't make me be like the face of spirituality. I don't want to do it let me go back to school. Let me get a full-time job. I will do anything. And obviously here we are. So that didn't occur, but I was just like, I don't want this. Please don't make me do this. So I don't know if you can relate to
1: that. Absolutely. So it's kind of a weird thing. I kind of feel like I experienced both sides of that where I was begging for anything, but this, because it just It was too scary and it just, there was a lot of fear with it. And it was, I was more worried about when I was thinking about my feelings and what I was trying to do and what my purpose I thought was, it made sense. All of this made sense. It made me feel joy. But it was when the thought of others would creep in what would my family think? What would my friends think? What would my Kids think one day if they listen back on these, would they be proud? Would they be embarrassed? (laughs) Would they, you know, and all these thoughts were coming through. And then there was a time I was on a hike by myself and I just had this moment where I just stopped. Like you said, it just kind of came to me and I just was speaking out loud to myself in the middle of this forest woods and I was just saying, use me use me in the way you need to use me. And I will do my best to understand it. I will do my best to use it to my full capability. Even if I don't understand at the time, what I'm doing, use me. I'm giving you that allowance for me to be used in the way you need me to be putting what the way I need to be putting myself out there. And when I did that, I felt surrender. I felt peace and I felt calm. Like I felt like it's okay to not know everything. And that it was kind of one of those times when I was hiking, I felt like imposter syndrome with the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I thought, do I know everything? And those thoughts were kind of creeping back in like midway in the first season. And that's when I had this moment where I was like, no, I need to trust what I'm channeling is coming through for a reason. I need to trust that my voice is being used for a reason. And when I'm not using it, I'm not fully happy. Like it was a creative outlet for me and I needed that creative outlet, it, especially when you don't feel like you have someone you can go to every day about stuff you're you're channeling and picking up on. Not everyone is going to resonate and understand that. And so when I wasn't getting that, I was realizing that the podcast was even if no one was listening to it, to me, it was to help myself get through my healing journey to mm-hmm. that was my release, speak it out loud to hear myself, hear what I was going through out loud and not just internally. So it was like this release that had to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. And did you, I I personally have struggled with telling people in my life about this for some reason. I'm I've now become comfortable with sending it out there for the world to see, but I struggle telling close friends and even certain family members. So did you end up talking about this with people before you started the podcast or did you start the podcast and then be like, Hey guys, I'm doing this. And so what, what was that like?
1: Yeah. So I, did the legwork before i talked to anybody because i was in this place of my healing where i realized that my entire life when there was something that would happen or things i was questioning I would always run to someone for advice before sitting with it internally and making that decision for myself. I would immediately come across this obstacle or an idea, and I would hurry up and go talk to someone about it and see what they thought and get their perspective on it. And what I was realizing now as an adult, that entire time, I was never forming my opinion before making a decision. So I just realized, and I had this awareness moment of, holy crap, I have been living my whole life based off of someone else's perspective. Even if it was multiple people, multiple different opinions, multiple different perspectives, I was never truly able to say I made a decision on my own. And even if it was something that I was still unsure about, at least I would have formed some type of idea of what I should do before going to someone. Like, I definitely think there's a time where you need to go to someone if you really can't form a decision and you're Mm -hmm. struggling. Right. Mm -hmm. But I just never, even in the simplest things, I was never doing that on my own before going to someone else. And I finally got to this point when I was healing, when I was realizing this awareness. And I thought, I I can't talk to anyone about wanting to do this podcast because they're going, there's going to be a chance where someone's going to be like, well, that's kind of silly. That's you know, that's kind of a waste of time or you have kids you need, you know, they're busy. How are you going to find time for this? You don't have a space for it, you know, and all these other perspectives. And so I knew in that moment, the first thing I needed to do was download any type of podcast up. I knew nothing. Like, you know, we've talked about this now that we've connected, like I am a grandma with technology. And so I had no idea where to begin with it. And I, you know, I did my research, found the easiest way to go about it. Hadn't, no expectations. I went into it with zero expectations. I was just in the present moment. For some reason, this is speaking to me. I'm going to do it. So I just went ahead and downloaded everything, came up with the name fairly quickly. I was honestly surprised with how fast they came up with the name and then formed my account. My account. But I talked to my husband at the time about what I was doing. And I said, I downloaded this app. I think I'm going to start a podcast about my journey because he was really supportive with it, with what I was going through. And he was watching me transition too, which I'm sure was difficult for him because he's watching someone he, you know, we were together since we were 20 and I'm now 32. So it's like he's watching me become almost a different person. Mm-hmm. And so I think he knew that I needed an outlet and whatever I needed to do was fine. And he was totally okay with that. So I did it. And I made my first episode. And then I told people, hey, I'm doing this just so, you know, this is going to be put out there on social media. And that's where the judgment starts coming in. And this is where I would have never started it if I would have told anybody about it first. Right
0: Right, yeah, I I can fully relate to that. <laughs> in my own mind, I'm going through like, okay, when am I gonna tell people about this? How? Mm-hmm. And I also, I feel like there's a feeling of uh, in my own mind, okay, it's not cringy to do something like this as long as it's successful. But if it's not successful, then it's cringy. And I keep having to tell myself there is not a single person in this world who is wildly successful who was not cringy before they were successful. So at some point, you just have to get over like, OK, I might look like that weird girl who thinks that she is capable of starting a podcast. And, you know, the joke is like everyone has a podcast. And I it took me a little while to get over that. And so I, I, I'm i still cur- Currently toying with how am I going to say this? What are people's reactions going to be? But I think once I do it and see, you know, it's really not that scary. People are either going to like it or they won't. They're either going to judge me or they won't. And I can choose who I keep in my life accordingly after that. I think that'll, you know, help take a weight off of my shoulders.
1: Absolutely. And it was one of those things you know, that I spoke about, about how it was naturally eliminating the people who were not meant to be on my path. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like there's like some people who just aren't ready for it and that's fine. But when it is, when it's your life and it's what you're feeling called to do, you really have to zone in on that energy and hold on to it for dear life. Because if you let go just a little bit, you'll start questioning everything you're saying and doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the most difficult part about Uh, having a podcast journey and a social media journey like yours where you're putting yourself out there for all these people to hear and see it's the minute you kind of let go of that energy of holding on to it for you and allowing that space for people to creep in and get into your thoughts and stuff. That's when it can become a struggle and you have to re grab onto that rope again for dear life. So no one else can take that over. Yeah. So it's a process and it's a challenge. I think we all go through that people, you know, who have never had that feeling of like feeling safe to be authentic their whole life. I think those types of people are always going to feel like they're going to have to revisit grabbing onto that rope again for dear life at all times throughout their life, no matter how confident they are.
0: Definitely. I, I didn't realize until very recently how much I have just lived in constant fear of what other people think about me. And to your point about Have I even really made any decisions for myself? Even if I didn't go to people for their opinion, I absolutely made decisions based on what I thought other people's opinions were going to be. And I chose life paths and jobs that I thought were, um, you know, that other people would approve of. And so even if I didn't talk to people around me about something in my mind, I was like, oh, people will approve of what I'm doing here. So it's okay to make this decision.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people can resonate with that because I do feel like you're one way or the other. You're either the one running to people for their opinions, or you're the one who's worried about what other people are going to think, or you could be a combination of both, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, it's definitely a process of yeah. trusting your instincts and your intuition on what you need to do.
0: Absolutely. And one one thing that I can't necessarily relate to you on, but I'm fascinated by is Going through this while being a mother and raising, um, is it, do you have three boys? Three boys. Okay, <laughs> it's like so WWE all the
1: time. We're like <laughs> boxing, wrestling. It's just, just craziness all the time yeah. in this house.
0: Yeah. Well, I was. I can't remember what episode of your podcast I was listening to, but it was one about your, um, I think oldest son still really enjoying going to church and struggling with. Um, supporting him in that but also not feeling like an imposter for being at church but wanting them to be able to form their own opinions so talk to me about that a little bit more
1: yeah so this is still something that we as a family really try to navigate in the right way because he's still very much so kind of for Pete, for listeners who haven't heard that episode kind of to give them more of an idea of that so before this journey of mine we were the family that went to church every sunday and our oldest son was exposed to that church lifestyle since a very young age and so it was something he was able to connect with and that made sense to him to connect with something spiritual in a church setting And I think most kids do, because that's like one of the first things you're exposed to as a child is church. That's where spirituality is opened up to to a child. It's not yoga. It's not meditation. It's church. And that's okay. You know, if that's what people connect with, absolutely. And at the time, that's what we connected to as a family was the church lifestyle. So we did that. And then as um, COVID happened and stuff and everything kind of went on lockdown, that was taken away. And then TikTok was super hyped up with spirituality on my For You page. And I was opening up to all these different perspectives. And it was just kind of like this weird rabbit hole effect that I went through. And then it changed my reality and my perspective on what I was truly wanting to believe in and what my real thoughts were. It was kind of one of those things like, again... I was being exposed to other people's perspectives and realities. I was never really given the chance to like zone in on what I feel and believe. And when I was starting to do that, I started to realize that was starting to become out of alignment with me and that going to church was maybe not where I felt connected anymore. And so when church opened back up and COVID was, you know, all the restrictions were lifted. Our son, who's 10, was wanting to go back to church and I didn't know how to handle this because as a parent, you, at least I hope you would want your kid to be open to every perspective possible and to accept love as love and accept all these other, you know, concepts that we are living the reality of. And I was worried that if I allowed him to continue the path we were on with, you know, going that route, that it could possibly close his mind to other perspectives And I didn't want that for him. I wanted to give him a chance to see that it's not just one religion, one way of believing. And again, not that that's wrong. If that's what you feel connected to, I support that 100%. I just wanted to make sure he was able to grow on a path that would allow him to find his perspective on what made sense for him and not just fall victim into what I was exposing him to his whole life. Mm -hmm. And so we had this conversation and I asked him, like, well, why do you want to go back to church? And he's like, why? I like seeing my friends. I like seeing my youth minister. And he really just got a lot of joy. And I said, do you feel connected to something spiritually at church? And he said, that's just where I feel like I connect with something. And I could—I realized in that moment, I could not take that away from him. If that's where he was feeling connected, I have been doing the leg work as far as introducing meditation and yoga to the kids at the time. So I knew that if I just kept doing what I felt was right and that's what he felt was right, there's no wrong. Mm -hmm. And so we don't go to church every Sunday still. It's one of those things we still don't do. But to balance that out, we, Trent, my oldest son, goes to um, what they call KFC on Wednesdays after school. So Kids for Christ. Um, So he does that every Wednesday after school and he gets that connection with his friends and, you know, with, with the community that he likes to be surrounded with for that. So he does that on Wednesdays and it, it works out. And there's still times where we're like, okay, we, we need to go. Cause we have to support him and like, say singing, if they've been doing a performance or working on a performance, like, of course, we're going to go and support him and that, you know, mm-hmm. so we show up when we need to show up in that setting for him. And You know, I realized now like my other son who sees him go to church because we pick him up on Wednesdays, he's like, well, I want to go to church. So it's one of those things that we, you know, as we go, we'll just have to navigate it and see how it feels. And there's nothing wrong with going to church. There's nothing wrong with going there, even if you don't fully believe in that. But I was always worried that. Okay, now that I put this podcast out there and I'm expressing this, now everyone's going to think I am not a I'm a non-believer and that I don't believe in God or Jesus and all these things and it was like so scary for me because that's not what I was trying to put out there. I was just trying to understand every perspective and respect every perspective and let my kids form their own, you know, perspective and reality on what they wanted to believe. But I realized when I was going back to church after the podcast no one was No one was staring at me weird. No one was judging me. No one was saying, how dare you, you know, make this podcast. And who knows, maybe none of them even heard it. Maybe none of them really know what's going on. But I just realized that there is no wrong way of going about faith and connection. And as a parent going through this process of healing, it has been difficult at times. But I just know that when you need to show up for your kids the way that they need you to show up, that takes away what you would do for yourself. You're showing up for them now, for them, not for you. Mm -hmm. And so that, that kind of changed that for me.
0: I think that's so beautiful. And I loved what you said about just respecting all viewpoints. You don't have to agree with other people's religion or what they believe in, but you can respect it and honor the fact that that brings them comfort and makes them feel connected. So I love that you said that. And I also think that it's, a lot of us do grow up in you know religious households we're told this is your religion this is what you believe in and so i think it's really beautiful that your kids are going to be able to grow up and choose what they believe in and explore that whether it's in the confines of a structured church or not it's Mm -hmm. like i feel like they're not going to have as much undoing as a lot of us have you know where we grow up and we're like huh actually i don't think i believe that it's like they get to experience that as they're growing up which i think is really cool and it it reminded me of a conversation i had with my dad when i was really little I was like eight or something. I grew up in a Catholic household, and okay. we weren't we weren't super strict about it, but we did go to you know church most Sundays. And I remember having nightmares about going to hell, and I was just like, I don't want to do anything wrong in this lifetime because I don't want to go to hell. And I remember having a nightmare about it and being awake at night, and my dad, you know, comforting me. And I told him, you know, hey, I'm I'm really afraid that I'm gonna go to hell, and he said. You know, there's a lot of things that I believe in about Catholicism and that I, you know, respect, but I don't really believe in hell. I just don't think that God sends anyone to hell. I don't think it exists. And it just took this huge weight off of my shoulders that I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Cause that's how I feel. I feel like if God really loves us or source or spirit or whatever you know, Mm -hmm. you call your higher power. If he really loves everyone, he's not going to condemn someone to hell. And if that's what you believe, you know, I still respect that about you. But for me, just having an adult say, hey, it's okay to not agree with every single piece of this religion. It just opened up my whole world and allowed me to explore what I believe, even within the confines of a more structured religion.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's like, one of the most important points in all of this is if you're a parent listening and maybe you're struggling with this too, or you maybe one day you plan on having kids or whatever it may be, or maybe a family members who can resonate with you. I think it's just important to see that if you can just have someone, even if you go to church and stuff, and maybe you don't believe everything that it's saying, it doesn't mean you're not welcome. There doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you shouldn't go. Yeah. It's still okay. And I think that's where I was like that growing up where I thought, and even now as an adult, well, if I don't believe everything they're standing up there saying, then how do I dare go sit in there? Because I felt like that was like wrong of me, but it wasn't like I was yelling out at the pastor. I don't believe that. I don't believe that, you know, and that's the difference It's you can choose inside what to believe, what not to believe. And you can still go there if that's where you feel connected and it's okay. Yeah. And it's just staying open to that awareness of other possibilities. I think that's just the most important thing because it's just to me, in my opinion, it's like. And I try to put these, put this out there for my kids is how can you or anyone know how one perspective is the only perspective. We don't know that we can't know that that to Mm -hmm. me is just nonsense. So just respect that other people are going to have faith in something else or believe in a different way and stay open to that. I don't, I don't care how you go about that. I don't care how about what you feel connected with. Just always keep that awareness open to other possibilities.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that's really beautiful. Um, I could seriously talk to you about all of this all day yeah. long. <laughs> I do have a listener email that I think, um, both of us can relate to and I'd love to get your perspective on it. If you're yeah. up, for it. let's hear it. Yeah. Okay, let's cool. hear it. And I do want to give a shout out to my guided souls community. I have like an online community where people can come and just, you know, learn and post together. It's truly changed my life for the better so if you want to be a part of that i'll put that in the show notes and also if you would like my input and my guest input on any sort of spirituality scenario that you're going through you can email guided soul llc at gmail.com but i will go ahead and get into um, this email okay So it says, I have believed in magic my whole life, but 2023 really made me believe. The first spiritual experience I had was so moving. I had to share with all my close loved ones. As time passed and the synchronicities increased, I noticed my loved one's reactions change and ultimately treat me differently. I've continued my journey, but have realized I had to start keeping my signs to myself. I almost feel as though I'm living a double life and truly feel disconnected from those I once had close knit bonds with. When I stop and reflect like I was earlier, I can't help but feel a tinge of hurt and weight. And this this really spoke to me and honestly had me going down my own rabbit hole of considering mm-hmm. this, but I when I when I read this, I was like I think this is something that that Brooke will probably be able to relate to as well.
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely same thing. Like you start as you're reading, it's like you start to revisit those situations that we've been through and are still going through possibly you know I would say first and foremost you are not the only one feeling this way right and you're going to find on this path that some people are just not ready to hear it they're not ready to hear it and as much as you I think at the beginning part of this stage you are so excited and you have all of this like positive and crazy energy happening. And you want to share it with everyone and anyone who will listen to you because it's, it's like a a world you didn't know existed. And now you're finding like this hidden treasure and you want to show and tell everybody this hidden treasure you found. And some people just may never be ready to hear it. Mm-hmm. And coming to terms with that is very hard because it can be a time if you don't have the community or other friends who are like minded around you, where you start to feel crazy, or maybe I'm in way too deep in this new rabbit hole I've found myself in. But I think if you can find a creative outlet like we have, I think you will find a release. And I think it's just, you have all this balled up energy of excitement and new information. And you just are so happy about knowing this now and coming into this new reality that you just want to share it. But when you can't do that, it can become a spiral effect in a negative way. And I believe that's why the podcast kept speaking to me because I was starting to find myself going down the spiral instead of up the spiral. Mm -hmm. And when I was able to just vocalize my healing journey and what I was experiencing, even though no one was there sitting with me, bouncing this conversation with, it was a release. It was a creative outlet for me. And I'm sure you could probably relate to that with what you've done.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I totally relate to everything that you're saying. And, And as you're speaking too, I hadn't even thought about this till now, but I do think there's a difference between not sharing every little thing with people around you and hiding this part of yourself. And so one thing that I respect about you so much is, you know, putting your podcast out there and letting people know that you're doing with doing it, they can kind of opt in or out. Like they know that this is a piece of you. They know that this is what you believe. And if they want to learn more, they can go to your podcast. And if they're not ready, they can just, you know, not listen to it, which is also totally fine. And I'm more in the hiding stage of it. So <laughs> I Which is crazy to, to me
1: because you're putting yourself out there visually and I'm not, I feel I like that's have this different, like we're a balance of each other. Like you put yourself
0: out there visually to me and to me that's empowering and oh my gosh, I can't believe she's doing that. So it's I funny mean, that I, you say that. I just hope and pray that people I don't know or that people I know <laughs> won't see my TikTok, which is ridiculous. And I think I told you one of my friends just like randomly came across it and texted me and was like, I didn't know you're doing this. This is so cool. Um, So I just need to get over the fear and not hide it because I yeah. think that that's the distinction. And when you hide it, it does, at least for me, it feels like I'm not being my full authentic self, self with the people around me. And that feels really lonely. Whereas I think if I can gather the courage to say to people that know me in real life, hey, this is what I'm doing. If you want to learn more, you can go check it out. If you don't, I respect that. I respect you and I still love you. To me, that's the distinction. So it, it does make me a little sad that it sounds like she was open with that. And over mm-hmm. time, she's realized that people have kind of closed off so I do think when you get to that point, it may just be that you have to find that creative outlet. You have to find that different community. And then at some point you have to decide, you know, even if the even if it's her family, you know, that she was given, there are some people that you're going to be closer to life and others. And there are some people that you're going to love, but you're not going to be as open with. And it is a sad thing to realize that, but that that may just be the reality. And maybe they'll come online to it later, but not right now.
1: Absolutely. And to, to help this listener understand more into that with my journey, with my podcast, when I went to my family about it, not everyone was accepting of it. It was a tower moment for me. Um, but this was when I realized how empowering tower moments were because my awareness opened up to understanding that feeling of not everyone is ready for this. And understanding the awareness of I don't always have to tell people what I'm doing I don't always have to tell people what I think and I don't have to convince people that this is the reality and the real reality because they're not ready for that and that's Mm -hmm. okay and that was like this awareness moment I had after the tar moment because I was in that stage like your listeners in where I felt like I had to tell everybody everything all the time And with me being a communicator, the podcast just aligned with me being being able to have that creative release doing that. But I mean, I had family members that were like, good for you, but I just can't support it because I believe in God. And it was so infuriating to me because that was not the message I was putting out there. I was not putting out this message that I didn't believe in God or believe in anything. I was just simply saying I'm going to be using terms that maybe you're not going to recognize like source and universe, but it can also be God. It can be those same things. I'm just, I have to use different terminology because of the way it connects with me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have people who, who are like that. And I think you just have to get to a place of understanding that that's okay. And like, you know, like we've been saying, just finding the outlet and finding your people.
0: Yes. I think if you have that outlet, if you have that people, those people that you can you know, rely on and talk to about it, it does make it feel a whole lot more bearable and less lonely to be around people that don't necessarily relate to that in your everyday life. And mm-hmm. I think both of us have kind of been uniquely blessed in the fact that we both have supportive partners who maybe mm-hmm. don't really get it. But they're like, we support you on this. And one thing that that my husband said to me as I was slowly revealing to him that I was doing all this (laughs) was, you know, you don't know everything I do for work. I don't need to know every single, you know, all of the ins and outs of what you do. And some people might see that as, oh, but don't you wish you could don't you want to be able to divulge everything to your partner? But for me, I am like he is showing up for me in the way that feels right and comfortable to him. I have other people that I can talk to about this in a lot of depth. And I know that if I'm excited about something, if I want to talk to him about it, he's there for me. But I also don't want to hear him talk about spreadsheets all day (laughs) long. So if he doesn't want to hear me talk about spirituality all day long, that's okay. You know? Yeah. These people show up in different ways. I mean,
1: I'm very fortunate to have a partner that is Honestly, like he at times gets in these like rabbit holes and we kind of start going together on some stuff and we have to like reground each other back to, okay, Let's like that's, that's, you know, a little too deep. Like let's, let's get back to reality here. But uh yeah, no. And then there's times where I worry I'm going too far with this, you know, and he's just like, who cares? You know, at the end of the day, no one really cares about what you're doing, what I'm doing. And I think that's what we get so caught up on. We get so caught up in thinking everyone cares about what we're doing. Maybe in a moment, maybe in a moment, they're like, well, she's crazy. But then they go find someone else to judge and that's their life there. I heard this perspective. I think it was maybe Mel Robbins where you can be one of two people. You can be the person in the stands watching the game, judging it, criticizing it, or you can be the person on the floor playing the game actively trying to win this game that you're playing, which is AKA life. And it's, who are you going to be? Are you going to be the person that stands judging the players? Are you going to be a player? And I'm going to choose to be a player, you know? And that's where that powering energy comes from holding onto that rope for dear life. Like be the player of your own game. Don't let someone else come in and change that.
0: Yeah. I love that. That may be a playoff of, um, Teddy Roosevelt, I think has a like man in the arena speech. And it like it it's I think it's also at the beginning of Brene Brown's book Daring Greatly, which I'm just obsessed with. And yeah, he I has like it's it's those who choose to dare greatly who are in the arena with the sweat on their face, you know, not the people in the stands. And I I mean I get chills all over my body every I single just time. Got, I got time. chills, yeah. I literally so. just got chills as you're saying that. Yeah, and I when I was a lot younger struggling with other things and i a therapist once said to me what other people think of you is none of your business and i was like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard if it's not my business who the heck's <laughs> business is it and now that i'm an adult i find myself saying that to myself all the time what other people think of me is none of my business and it also has nothing to do with me you know it's what they are projecting based off of what they see and the fact that we think people care so much about what we do is honestly a little bit conceited. So I always right? try and, yeah. like bring myself back to earth like no one cares that much about what you're doing. And that's actually a beautiful thing.
1: <laughs> it is. And it's a human thing that we do. We all think everyone cares so much about what we're doing. And it's maybe in a moment, but you're going to let that one person who decided to fixate on what you were doing in that moment of five minutes determine what you're going to do for the rest of your life.
0: Yes, you know? absolutely. Oh, I love and that. And it sounds so, so
1: silly. It sounds yeah. so silly when we talk about it. Like, well, duh, obviously we're not going to allow that person to interfere with our life for that five minutes. But so many people do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Many
1: people do so many people drop it and they're like, I'm done. I can't handle the criticism. I can't handle the judgment for that five minutes of shine of that judgment person. You know? Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I totally used to be like that. And to people who still struggle with that. Again, I'm so about relaxing into the uncomfortability. So I tell people, you don't have to make the decision right in that moment. You don't have to decide to keep going or to walk away. Just sit with it sit with that uncomfortable feeling and the decision will naturally come to you. It might take a couple of days. It might take a couple of weeks, but then you'll know that you're acting from a place of what is your authentic truth and really finding that distinguish between this is an energetic no, or this is a fear that I have to work through, which, you know, we talked a lot about on, on. I the love episode. it. I,
1: yeah. yeah. If, if you haven't heard that analogy, maybe you'll do an episode more on that. Yeah. I think you should. I think you should do an episode on that. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> very, um, it's very enlightening when you, can figure out what that is
0: right right okay stay tuned for that episode you guys <laughs> yeah yeah there you go
1: add that to your topic
0: yeah <laughs> okay well I hope that helped our listener thank you so much for your perspective on that and before we wrap up I just have a few rapid fire questions for you um, <sighs> hopefully if, if my mom paying. brain
1: can get off <laughs> hopefully my mom brain can work quick with you
0: It's only rapid fire in that they're meant to just be like short little ones. You don't actually have to speed through them. There's no timer. So pressure's off in terms of Uh, speed. Cool. (laughs) I'll find a better word for it than rapid fire, but that's what just came to mind. So, (laughs) okay. First question. If you could tell your younger self one thing, what would it be?
1: Oh, this, when I think of my inner child, I think of my inner child and I get so, I just this love comes through me, like emotion can come through. Like all I'm going to say is inner child. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but it's funny that you say this because, my husband was randomly listing off these random questions to ask your spouse to stay connected one night. So he's like, let me ask you a few of these questions while you're brushing your teeth before bed. I'm like, Oh, let's not do this. He's like, no. And that was one of the questions. Yes. But it was more in the present moment. What would you tell yourself? But I answered it as if I was answering it for my inner child. And it was, I would look at her and tell her that she is enough. And She's beautiful. She is kind. She is knowledgeable. She's intelligent, but she is enough for whatever she wants to be. That she doesn't need anyone else to make her feel like she's enough.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I yeah. still struggle with that, and I think telling yourself you are enough is is such a a beautiful thing. So I love that. Thank you. In your darkest hours, what keeps you going? My kids. Yeah. My family. Um
1: you know, as a, as a mom, and if you have any listeners that are moms, I'm sure you do. uh, I went through a dark place after I had my second son, because there was a five-year age gap between the two boys. And I had this guilt of my oldest son, not feeling like he was getting enough attention anymore when we brought home the second boy. And I had postpartum depression. And I went through a really dark place at that time with my postpartum depression. And I think what got me through that honestly was like, pull it together. The reality is you have these babies who need you. And then I still have these moments where I just get in a dark place. And it's like, I'm not doing this for me. And I think it's important with life and with healing to have a why. And I know some people may not agree with that. And that's okay. But I always have to have a why with everything I do, because that's my motivation to keep going. And so every time I'm healing, every time I'm going through a tower moment or going through a phase, and I'm struggling, it's Why are you doing this? Well, I'm doing this so my kids don't have to. That's Mm -hmm. my why. I don't want my kids to grow up and have to go and revisit all this trauma, all this stuff that's been passed on to them or whatever. I want my why to be strong enough to get me through it because you have to have something to get you through it. I mean, there's like, I'm sure you've experienced times where it's like, and your why obviously is different. But for me, that has got me out of my darkest moments as those babies.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, I do think, you know, there's a lot of, um, if, especially for people, if they're struggling with self-love and Mm self-worth, even if it's just for a shortened period of time, if you can say I'm doing it for this loved one, I think that can really help you push through those dark hours. I, I had a very, uh, a lot of, a lot of dark times and just knowing that my family, wanted and needed me and how sad they would be if I, you know, didn't make it through something definitely kept me going. So I can totally relate to that. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Okay. Um, what's something you've done recently that you are grateful to yourself for?
1: Hmm. I think it would be closing out cycles or ancestral, um, Cycles, trauma that's been passed down that I didn't, that now I had the chance to heal and close and, and not allow those cycles to be repeated. And recognizing I'm doing it. So there's been like moments where I reflect back on past situations and I'm like, oh, if I wouldn't have walked away from that, or if I wouldn't have closed out that cycle, or if I could have went just maybe a little bit down the wrong path, I would have repeated a really bad cycle. Yeah, and yeah. realizing that I'm that person and giving myself credit for that, I would definitely say it's been one of those moments for sure.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. Breaking cycles is no freaking joke. So no, dude, pat yourself on other the level. back.
1: <laughs> whole another level for sure. That can be another
0: topic, Katie. Right. <laughs> you know, it's endless. <laughs> it is endless. Um, what's something in your life where you're being too hard on yourself and you want to give yourself some more grace?
1: wanting to know where I'm what I'm working towards or what, what is the end game. I think a lot of us struggle with that. I struggle with it every single day. Every single day I'm wondering, well, where is this leading me? Where am I going? What is my my right path? And what is the goal I'm reaching? Where am I going with this goal? And I kind of talk about this in one of my episodes about dreams recently. Um and I go kind of more into that there. But yeah, I definitely struggle with focusing on the stepping stone I'm on and taking in that that present moment and understanding there's something here in this present moment I'm supposed to be observing before I can get to the next stepping stone. And I'm always, I think we all do that, right? Where we are always wondering, why am I doing this? Where is it, especially with this type of work where we're putting ourselves out here because it's so vulnerable and it's so deep and it's a lot of energy going into something. But then it's like, but what is this leading to? What is the reason? Like- what is the end game with this?
0: I know I struggle yeah. with that
1: all the time, and I think everyone does. I think everyone wants to know where their end game is.
0: Yes, I think that that is so relatable, and I'm so glad you said that because I think it's easy for people to see people on social media or who have their own podcast and think, oh, they've got it all together. They're you know confident. They're putting themselves out there, and for I want people to know that I don't know where I'm going right same, I am also <laughs> in your same boat I, I the amount of times I've been like can you just show me what it's gonna look like a year from now just one year that's all I need
1: just give me, just give me a little sneak peek behind the curtain of what I'm working towards here just right. anything oh my gosh yeah sometimes I I'm even like struggle. just
0: Yeah, just show me two months from now. That's all I need. And they're like, no, we're literally not showing you tomorrow. So get with Uh, it.
1: (laughs) The power of surrendering, right? That is definitely hard to do. So hard.
0: Okay, last question. If you could give one piece of advice or words of encouragement to people who are just now starting to embark on their spiritual journey, what would it be?
1: Trust the process, trust your intuition. And be authentic because this is so important. And we kind of talked about this before, how there's so many other guides and other people who channel, and there's so many different ways of doing things. I mean, think about Brene Brown, Mel Robbins, Jay Shetty. You have all these different people, but they're authentic about how they go about it. And I think it's so important when you put yourself out there as a creative outlet and you're being artistic with your craft. Being authentic is going to keep you aligned and being aligned is going to get you to where you're supposed to be a lot faster. I mean, you may, I believe you'll always end up where you're supposed to be. I, I try to believe that the universe keeps us on our path. It's up to us if we're going to resist those things and if that's going to take, make it take longer than it needs to. But yeah, I think staying authentic and trusting the process and your intuition is going to be your toolkit and getting through it I and having your why and have a why.
0: Yeah. Oh, those are all so great. I, I truly, I don't think that everyone understands how strong their intuition can be if they allow it to, but it goes right along with being authentic to yourself because you have to be, if you're doing things in a way that you're hoping other people will like, you're never going to get there. And if mm-hmm. you listen to your intuition and your authentic self and your higher self, you're going to get there a lot faster. So I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, Brooke, thank you so much. I truly could talk to you for hours and hours. So like you said, we might have to do a part two on on we both have of our to. podcasts. Just keep yeah. it going. <laughs> I wish we lived closer where I could just
1: like knock on your door and just have a moment of conversation. Right? But, yeah, but we'll do we'll- this.
0: <laughs> yes. The, the the beauty of social media yeah. and, you know, all of these other types of media too, is that it did bring us together in such a beautiful way. I'm so grateful to you. I'm grateful for you having me on your podcast for inspiring oh. me and helping me get over my fear of the first episode. Thank you, you for too. being with me on this.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. And right back at you, sister.
0: That wraps up our first episode of Guided Souls. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you enjoyed this, it would mean so much to me if you would follow and hit those five stars and um leave me a review. I would love to to read them and, and hear what you have to say. You can go find me on TikTok at Guided Souls Katie if you haven't already found me there. And if you want to join my online community, you can use the link in the show notes to do that. It's a really beautiful and inspiring place. For people to come together. If you have a spiritual situation, scenario, or anything that you would like my advice or guidance on, you can email guided soul LLC at gmail.com. You may hear your email right on the podcast, and I will also enter you into a chance to win a free reading with yours truly. I have so many other amazing guests lined up, so make sure you join me here every week. And as always, keep going. You're doing amazing, and I love you.